Welcome back to another episode of Inside Inside Sales. Brought to you by our sponsor, Vanilla Soft, with your host, Daryl Prale. Join us as we interview industry experts in the dramatically growing field of inside sales and sales development. Tune in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. So you ready? Hey, Daryl. Good evening, good afternoon, folks. How you doing? It's Daryl again, here for another episode of Inside, Inside Sales. Funny, I got to share a story with you, folks. Literally this morning, I was driving in and I was listening to an episode of the Inside, Inside Sales Show. And doesn't that just sound so vain? I got to agree. It does sound vain. But I do it because in the middle of the conversation with my guests, it's like I'm in the conversation. I'm not necessarily taking notes. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to learn from them. I'm just connecting, connecting like a human does. You know, we, we have social interactions. And the problem is when it's all said and done, I go, oh, man, that was an incredible episode. I, I just love that individual. They, they were so on their game and I just, they were a kindred spirit. Oh, incredible. And then I sit back and I go, what did we talk about? Because we talk about a lot. You ever have those conversations where you're just so connected and you're like finishing each other's sentences and when it's all said and done, you just go like, man, it felt great. But your spouse or your significant other says, so what'd you guys talk about? And you go, I don't, I, I, I don't know. My spouse hates that. She'll say, so what'd you do today? Oh, I had a podcast recording. And what'd you talk about? Oh, we talked about uh, this, some high level answer, right? We talked about the act of discovery. Oh yeah. And, and, uh, and uh, what'd you talk about? I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. And then she, she yells at me with love and affection saying, you know, you suck to have a conversation with because I'm not opening up. You know, what she really wants out of me is kind of that, that human element, right? The ability to connect with me and really get down into the nitty gritty, which is interesting because sales is no different. I was cold called many months ago, but still this year. And it was a, a sales rep who out of the blue, said, Daryl, you know, I follow you on, on LinkedIn. I, I love your content. You, you've helped me out. And I really think I can help you out now. So right away, he establishes kind of like a, this reciprocal thing, right? You've helped me out. Now I want to return the favor and help you out. And I'm, I'm like, I'm intrigued. I've helped him out and he wants to help me out. How you can help me out, dude? Let's talk. And we go on, we have this conversation. And in the end, we actually did a deal. It was a small pilot deal that we did. And, and that was pretty cool. And then he comes back to me like a month later and he says, I need, I need your help again. And I'm like, you know what? Now realize I haven't talked to him since we signed the deal and it was just a small deal. And he says, you know, I'm doing all this business development and it's not working and I'm not getting conversions. I'm not getting responses. And he goes, I just don't know what to do. And I'm like, you're coming to me. He goes, yeah. I'm like, well, what do you want from me? Can you review my stuff? Can you review my scripts? Can you review everything else? I said, sure. So he sends me his stuff. And I'm looking through his email templates and I'm looking through his phone scripts. As much as I do sales, I like to think I have some skills. You know, my full-time job is, is, is as a marketing executive. So any feedback I give back to anybody, I always kind of quantify that way to say, this is just an input. You know, you should check it with other people just to make sure we're all on the same page. But what I can tell you is this, you know, if I received this email, if I received this phone call, I would delete it. 
when you reached out to me, I don't know if it was just an accident because you were following me online and you felt like we had a connection. We felt like we had a bond, but you treated me as a person. You treated me as a trusted advisor. You treated me as somebody you respected. And, and it came across in, in the sincerity of your outreach. And that's what I gravitated towards. I said, you know, you got to add more of that to your outreach, to your emails and your phone calls and your texts and your social touches. You got to connect with the world they're in and the pain they're going through and, and how they live their life and the challenges they're having. You got to understand where they're at. You got to connect to them like you did with me, human to human. What I'm trying to tell you guys is that a lot of you know what to do mechanically. You know the rhythm, you know the cadence, you know the buzzwords, you know the format, you know the script, but you're not connecting one on one, human to human. I say to myself, we need to do a show about the human element. So you look around, you say, well, you know, there's a lot of really smart people on that. And where do I go? So then I got to thinking, who do I know who lives in the social media world? Because social media is all another way of connecting one on one if it's done right. And then I thought about Julia Shapiro. If you've not met Julia, she's the director of sales at Octopost. Now, Octopost is like, can't say enough good things about them. They're like the kick-ass version of whatever you would want for the enterprise to manage your social media and your employee advocacy. Now, I'm probably messing that up, and Julia's going to correct me, as she should, because I don't want to mess up her messaging and her positioning statement. But the whole point here is, that's what they do for a living. So I've got an individual who carries a bag, who has a quota, who lives this every day, but gets to watch what you folks do on social and everywhere else, gets to see how to do it right. And I've invited her to join us today to talk about the human element. Julia, welcome to the show. Daryl, thank you for having me. You killed it on that did, introduction. I did love I, it. Did I do, how did I do on the company messaging? I think you did all right. I think you did great. <laughs> she is being polite. Look at that. She's, you did all right. You didn't suck. That's good. Julia, when we started talking about this and getting ready for the human element, I know this is something that was really passionate for you. And, and often, folks, you may not be aware of this, but when I'm talking to my guests, I'll, I'll often say, you know, you know, what about this topic really resonates at you? You know, when we had this conversation, Julia lit up and she got passionate. And she started talking faster. I know this is important to you. So why is this so important to you? Why, why does this jump out for you? I think because in our industry, most everything is online. So naturally, we already remove that face-to-face -face human element. And I think especially if you're talking about SDRs or even inside sales, they all oftentimes go on autopilot. It's so boring. I'm going to say it, right? You, you get in this routine, you go into the office or work from home, and you just blast out a bunch of emails. And as you're doing it, you're probably, probably not even thinking about what you're doing. You're just kind of on autopilot. And I think once you take that away and make it fun and reach out to somebody as if you're reaching out to your friend or your family or somebody that you might know, it gets more exciting. And that's what I started doing. And I don't know, it made it more fun. And you're also going to get more success, in my opinion. Let's talk about that, because your whole autopilot thing, it hits home for me. I know I'm guilty of this. I get into a routine and it's like, I, I got to get this done. Gotta, you know, I got my checklist of things to do, my daily tasks, my weekly tasks. Got to get it done. 
for a sales development rep, it, you know, I got to do 50 calls a day. I got to do 100 calls a day. I got to do my emails. got to do my social touches. Bing, 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 bing. I'm just sending them so I can say to my boss, I hit my activity numbers. You're right. For example, I get too many emails where they, they haven't even taken time to personalize it. Like, for example, it'd be like, dear bracket name bracket. I think we have a lot in common with bracket company name bracket, yada, yada, yada. In other words, they didn't catch it. They're not paying attention. They're just going through the notes. Or I get these ones. Looking that we're both in the educational industry, we thought we would connect. Well, I, I'm not in the educational industry. I'm in the high tech industry. Thank you for taking right. time out to research me. It's like they're just going through the motions. And, I, and I'm, I'm curious, if you're listening, if you're smiling right now or feeling a little sheepish, you know you too are going through the motions. And that's okay. We're not judging. This is a judgment-free zone. Give me some examples of things we might do without even thinking about it. I mentioned a couple, but you know, what do you see happen? I think your first point of that mindset, I need to get this done. I need to blast out 50 emails so my boss knows that I did my work for the day. And if you change that mindset, I swear it's going to make your life better. It's going to make your job better. It's going to make your close ratio better. If you just take that away and think, huh, how can I make this exciting? Because I guarantee whoever you're reaching out to is being reached out to 50 other people that day. I've trained a lot of SDRs in the past, and I always like to, and this is going to sound really crazy and wild, but I always like to kind of compare prospecting or any type of outreach on social to dating. When you go on your first date, or let's say you ask somebody on a first date, are you going to draft up this huge format? And on your first date, are you going to talk about anything and everything and make it all about you? Like, you're just not. So why is that any different when you're prospecting? You want to kind of make it short and sweet. Leave them kind of curious afterwards and take that first call or that first outreach to really just figure out if there's a fit. If there's not, don't waste your time. Same with dating. If you don't like that first date, don't go on a second one. Whatever your situation may be, I think that that's first and foremost is to make it fun. You say a couple of things. I love the dating analogy and it's making me laugh. It's you know, autopilot thing, you know? It is the autopilot thing, right? And how many times are you, not that I know this because I've been married for a few years. The thing about dating, which is so true, it's a great metaphor for what we do, is a couple. One, if you're going to go on a date with somebody, tell me. Do you not go Google their name or check out that individual before you ever go meet them to you see if they're a stalker? You do research. You do some research, right? I and then I and, turn into an FBI agent, right? Yes. I, mean, I haven't dated in a very long time, but when I was in there, you know, you, you do your research. Why is it any different with a prospect? Special Agent Shapiro, you got it. So you do the research. And the second part of the research, though, beyond seeing if they're going to be a stalker, if they have any outstanding warrants upon the them, the background check, what are they about? What are their interests? What's their background? What's their experiences? What's their life? What's their work? Because some of that's going to jump out at you and some of that's going to actually connect with you. Like, you know, if it was a date and I saw that I'm making this up, I'm Canadian. Oh, they're Canadian. Oh, look, we're both Canadian. Isn't that okay. interesting, right? So let's talk about, do you know Susie from Halifax? That kind of conversation, you have that common bond, which is what I'm thinking you're alluding to when you talk about not going on autopilot, taking time out to establish a connection. In your case, I'm, I believe, it sounds like you're saying, do a little research. Do a little research. Make it fun, right? When you are doing that research and you realize that you and Susie grew up in the same hometown, 
on your first call or when you call this Suze, you'd be like, oh, by the way, like, is that Starbucks still around or is that restaurant still around? Make it fun. Nobody wants to read a templated email. And you know what? The crazy thing, and I can't wrap my head around this, my target audience is marketers. What do marketers do for a living? They market, so they get it. They're the ones on the back end drafting up this content. I mean, a lot of companies do the whole spray and pray. So if you're taking that same piece of content that your marketing team has drafted up for you, and then you're sending it to a marketer that's doing that same thing, that's just so lazy. It is. I agree. <laughs> yeah. And the other part is, I mean, what I hear this often said from sales reps is that oh, the way marketing speaks is not the way I would speak. Exactly. Okay. Speak the way you would speak. Maybe marketing doesn't give you the perfect messaging. Make it your own, but connect with them. Research them. Understand what makes them tick. Understand what commonalities you have or your paths have crossed before and use that to start to establish rapport. Not unlike the individual whom I was alluding to when we started the podcast, that he used the connection of, you know, your, your contents really helped me out. I've applied some of the lessons learned and on, I want to return the favor now. You know, we established bond, a, a connection. And that was the framework for going from there. So that was really cool. One of the pieces of advice I gave my son, my son is in his early 20s, getting serious with a young lady. And not too long ago, he got to meet the mom for the first time. And he was starting to panic a bit with me saying, you know, I don't want to blow this because I really like this woman and I want to make sure I connect with her mother. What do I do? And my advice to him, it's just not unlike what sales reps should be doing, was just ask a lot of questions. I said, it's not about you. It's not about you talking. It's not about you feeling that dead air. What do you do for a living? What's that like? What are the hours like? How did you get there? What's your education? What's the biggest challenge? If you could change jobs, what would it be? You know, how's it been with your daughter? She moved away from home. Whatever it might be, just ask, ask. And the individual will relax because when they're talking about stuff that's near and dear to them, they start to relax because they feel like, A, they have control. They feel like it's a topic they know, so they're not awkward. And they feel like, you have an interest in them, so they want to bond more with you. That whole idea of building the rapport, adding that human element, I love it. Yeah, and Daryl, you make a good point about that. It's the same with an, any type of outreach. What's in it for them? And I sound like a broken record saying that because every sales 101 newsletter, anything you're going to read is always going to say something like that. But really, again, take the time to listen back. If you wouldn't respond, don't send it. So what does that mean? Does that mean if I'm going to write an email, or I'm going to leave a voicemail, are you suggesting what? Absolutely. Before sending out that email, really take the time to read it back to yourself and think about where a lot of people are checking their emails. It's on their phone. If it's longer than a couple sentences, are you going to read it? And think about yourself. If you got this email, would you read it? And if you have any feeling that the answer is no, then don't send it. And it's okay to take a little bit more time to really figure out what that perfect email is. Make it to the point, short, sweet, to the point. I mean, send it to somebody on your marketing team or send it to somebody, uh, one of your coworkers and say, hey, if I sent you this, would you respond? You said two important things so far. You've said, what's in it for them? And then you've said, how would I respond? Right. That's huge because... That's the best part, right? Because, you know, we sell to marketers and to salespeople. So I get your pain about selling to marketers. And there's a different value prop when I sell to a marketer versus when I sell to a sales leader. And it's always, how would I respond if I got that? Would I blow this off? Would I delete it or not? I tell you guys, when I get your emails, sometimes I'm like, what's going through their mind? 
they don't have a clue who I am because their opening line is about them. Right. Nobody cares who you are. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. And I think also, I mean, oftentimes you're not going to get a response for that first email, right? Sometimes maybe. How are you going to respond to that? And I'm personally kind of feisty. And again, taking it back to the human element. If somebody doesn't call me back, I'm going to call them out on it. Or if somebody doesn't call you call them out and say, Daryl, what the heck? You ghost me? You know, and I think that taking away that templated format again, hi, Daryl, I see that you opened up my email, but I wanted to know if you had a chance to read it. No, no, he didn't. And he's not going to. Or instead it's like, yo, Daryl, like, what's up? <laughs> Why aren't you responding? Bam! Right there. What she said, yo, Daryl, what's up? That would get my attention every single time. And, and right away, I'd start giggling. I'm like, I, I got to get to know this, this Julia because she's fun. She's, she speaks my language. So that's huge. Okay, we're, we're taking a quick little break. We're, we're tight on a commercial. I apologize, folks, but this has just been a lot of fun. So we're going to be right back. Don't go anywhere, I promise you. It won't be long. CRM was designed for managing relationships. Sales engagement is designed for starting them. Current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time and make less than two attempts to contact them. And they're only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. VanillaSoft is an engagement platform. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing qualified leads into sales qualified leads. According to user reviews, VanillaSoft will increase your pipeline and productivity by three times or more by ensuring each new sales lead is engaged within seconds persistently and with the cadence that's optimal for your prospects. Don't let your sales leads fall into a black hole. Take your lead engagement and sales qualification out of your CRM. Try VanillaSoft for free at VanillaSoft.com. All right, so, yo, Julia, we're back. Thank <laughs> that, you. That made me giggle. All right, let's carry on. So we talked a little bit about you know, what's in it for them, how would I respond, do some research, look for some commonalities that you can connect with. Hey, Susie, how's Halifax doing? How's the weather? Whatever it might be. But then are there other ways we can be memorable? Because you're right. I get lots of emails and lots of phone calls. Are there other ways that I can get in front of them to stand out and build that relationship? I mean, we can talk a lot, and this is more geared towards the enterprise sales cycle. One thing that I learned when I was an SDR, and this is something that you have to kind of tread lightly with, is what's called the champion email. You ready for this? I'm ready. So let's say you're stuck below the line, right? And you have this point of contact that you're working with, and they're great, and they're kind of acting almighty. I know we've all worked with those people that... They have the signing power. They're the decision maker. But when push comes to shove, they're not, right? And what I always like to do is reach higher up. Do that right away. And that way, it's going to do a couple of things. It's going to let you know if you actually have a deal or if you actually have something in motion. And it's also going to get the awareness of that person that you really need to be focused on. But I don't do it in a way where I'm reaching out to the CMO and I'm saying, hey, we should also book a meeting because I want to get you involved. Rather, Daryl, if you're the marketing coordinator, right, and I'm reaching out to your CMO and I'm saying, hey, 
wanted to drop you a quick note. I've been working with Daryl. He's fantastic. I can see he sets the bar high at your organization. This is what we've been talking about and let that marinate. You're not asking for anything, but that way Daryl comes back into the office on Monday morning and his CMO comes up to him and says, you're awesome. I just had Julia at Octopus email me saying how great you are and blah, blah, blah. By the way, what's Octopus? Do you have a deal or is this something that you're kind of wasting your time with or it's, you know, it's a bust and Daryl gets pissed off at you for emailing his CMO. But regardless, it's, it's all about that time and getting the right people involved. So I think that's really important. But see, even then I wouldn't get too upset with you for emailing my CMO in that example, because you just, you just said nice things about me. So I'm like bummed that there's more aware, more involved, but I'm not going to say any bad because you just said nice things and helped my profile. You have offset that. Now let me spin around what you just talked about from me as the CMO. All right. right. So me as the CMO, when I bring my leads to my Julia in my company and I say, there you go, my Julia, my company comes back and says, those leads all suck. My response is as follows. And this is important for you sales reps to, to, to know. This is how we marketers who make the MQLs think. My response is, well, did you reach out to anybody else in the company? Just because I gave you Susie and Susie downloaded a paper on how to improve your sales processes and Susie has no budget, no authority, no nothing. Susie's not going to be able to help us with the deal here at all. Susie's action suggests that there's a need at the organization. So even though the lead I brought you on their face value is not good, did you go up the food chain? Did you reach out to multiple stakeholders? Because chances are there will be a lead there. And if your response in sales is no, then my Wait. response in marketing is go back and do it again. And piggybacking off of that, we all know that especially in marketing, people are constantly switching roles, switching companies. This goes for any industry, right? I have had so much success, Daryl, of just staying in touch with customers, with prospects, following where they're going, what they're doing on LinkedIn. Are they switching companies? Did they get a promotion and reaching out, right? And if you do those simple little things of even just keeping a list of your favorite customers or your favorite prospects, those people that you really just connected with, that you liked working with, or that gave you the time of day, and you see they switched and went to a new company, reach out, congratulate them on their new role and say, hey, by the way, I know I sold to you at your last company. Is there a need at this one? Maybe don't do it on their first day. Can't tell you how many sales reps that I know don't do that. And it doesn't make any sense to me. It blows me away. I, I can't tell you. It's what's been interesting how things have changed. I had a birthday a couple months ago. No big deal. But for the first time ever, thank you very much. For the first time ever, I was overwhelmed by birthday wishes on LinkedIn, which I found rather interesting. That had never happened to me before. Sure, you get it on Facebook, friends and family, but LinkedIn was a Whoosh. That's cool. I appreciate that. But now let's put the filter on. Of those people who sent me birthday wishes, because in their timeline, it said, hey, it's Daryl Prale's birthday, so you can't forget. How many of that pool of people then when I had a major product release or when I announced that we're going to be the title sponsor of the Outbound Conference, right? So I'm with, you know, Victor Antonio, Anthony Annarino, you know, Mark Hunter, Jeb Blunt. I mean, these are the who's who in the B2B world we're hanging out with. This is a coup for VanillaSoft. I got a much smaller list of people who reached out and, but those people, every single one of them who did, they are on my short list. And if I need their services now, that's someone I would do just because they were savvy enough to stay in touch and say, boy, way to go. You're doing good, man. I'm watching you. 
sounds stupid, but that's exactly what you're saying. It's the little things. It takes you two seconds. Just do it. It's going to pay off. Promise. What are your thoughts on direct mail or thank you notes or any of that kind of stuff? Because we're talking about the human touch here. So I was taught as a kid to send a thank you note, but is that passe? You tell me. I think it's so funny that you bring that up. One of the SDRs that works in our Atlanta office and I kind of did this test pilot. Reaching out cold is one thing, right? And going back to our point, even if you make it that human element, it's really difficult to get a response nowadays. And one thing that we try doing is sending letters. Don't ask me my success on that because it's something we just started doing. But I think it's so crucial and I think it's so important to just get creative and think outside the box. Would you be blown away if you got a handwritten letter, Daryl? I'd be, I'd be a bit cynical. I'd be like, okay, did she really write it herself or is this some right. offshore company doing it? But I would be intrigued and you would stand out because of that. And you get that attention. And I think whether you're writing a handwritten letter, or direct mail, or whatever you're doing, right? I think it's so important to always, always, always say thank you. And that's one thing that our CEO kind of ingrained in us from day one is after every meeting, whether it's an SDR scheduling a meeting, whether it's an AE finishing their first meeting, email or LinkedIn, every single person that attended that meeting, even if it's 15 people, and individually write them a letter on, let's say, LinkedIn or email them however you want to do it. I personally, working for a social media management company, I always go the LinkedIn route. I think it's a little bit more personal. I always just shoot them a quick email. Hey, by the way, thanks so much for your time today. It was awesome speaking with you. So let's recap. The whole story is about the human element. That's what we're here about today, folks. The human element is getting lost in the sales process. It's got to come back. When you use the human element, you're far more successful. Julie has talked to us about a lot of things today. She's reminded us we always have to be thinking about what's in it for them. I love this one. How would I respond to this tactic if it was sent to me? Research your prospect like Detective Julia Shapiro does so you make sure they're not stalking you. Find ways to connect and bond with them. Stay in touch with them. And to stay in touch with them, you have to connect with them. So Octopus, right? Go out you know, using the great social media tools to connect with them one-on-one, LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever it might be. Watch for milestones and give them an boy. Way to go. I noticed. Congratulations. Way to go. Say thank you when they give you time or when they give you recognition. And never, ever hesitate to move up in the food chain because whenever you're closing a deal or trying to work a deal, there's always more than one stakeholder. So you want to make sure you're pervasive about that, your presence, but always give kudos and compliments to your main contacts. You don't put them in a bad position. All of this is about building relationships and keeping it real. Julia, you've been dynamite today. If I want to learn more about you, if I want to connect with you, what's the best way? LinkedIn. Let's do it. Let's do it. Octopost.com. Is that right? It is Octopost.com with a K, not with a C. That's a very fair point. So with that, we're through another session, folks, of Inside Inside Sales. My name is Daryl Prale. I was joined today by the very talented Julia Shapiro of Octopost. We hope you had fun. We hope you enjoyed the human aspects of today's conversation. We're done now. We're back again next week. Stay tuned. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. You've been listening once again to another episode of Inside, Inside Sales. Hosted by Daryl Prale, the CMO of VanillaSoft. Tune in every other week for actionable ideas to increase your sales productivity. 
one of the many shows on the ever-growing Funnel Radio Channel. Sponsored by Vanilla Soft.